Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, Tracy Roberts. Morning, Trace. Morning. You all right? I am good. I've had coffee. Can talk you now. Yeah, is your mouth three inches away from the microphone? I think so. What do you reckon? You, you can. I, I you reckon, can give I me reckon, the yeah, measurement. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm a poor judge of age and distance, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, excellent. So another T two hubcast. We seem to we seem to have not done this in ages. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's in a story joke. there. Yeah, yeah, story there. <laughs> So um, interesting chatting at the moment, um, bouncing ideas around and, and thoughts around the uh, the T2 office with all the consultants yeah. and the support staff and all that. A really interesting topic came up, um, the topic of gaslighting. Yeah. So um, I thought me and you jump on a podcast, see what we can uh, thrash out chat. here. Yeah. So um, I, I, I mean, fair play. Um, one of the reasons why I think that me, you and I, uh, and by we're by no means unique, no. but one of the reasons well, we are is, a bit unique. Well, okay, we slightly, very very slightly. <laughs> we are a little bit unique, but it's mainly to do with the fact that you've experienced gaslighting in a professional capacity, yeah, and I've experienced it in a personal capacity, yeah. So why ever not? Let, let's let's get chatting about it. So so what's your take on this? Because it's, it seems to be one of those things that people has heard about, but very few people understand it. So yeah. as soon as you mention gaslighting, it's like. Oh, Oh yeah, gaslighting. Yeah, what, what does that mean? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it. I think <clears throat> it's because it's a. It's sort of a reasonably new term, but it actually means things that we've experienced previously. We might not have realised were what are classed as gaslighting now, and I suppose other words that you might use are bullying, abuse, um, sidelining you know siloed behaviors you know mm. uh, uh, all those sorts of things and banter even yeah that's another one we'll probably come to that yeah but and people will have experienced these things but not really associated them with the true meaning of what gaslighting is i guess yeah i think uh i think you're right there and and with people hearing the term but the actual act of gaslighting i mean we've got a definition here um, gaslighting in the workplace. Um, typically, a colleague or a manager invalidates what you know to be true, forcing you to question the facts and ultimately yourself and your ability to do your job. In other words, they're twisting either accidentally or intentionally information, words and behaviour to make you feel confused, trivialise feelings and block you from success. Well, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? Well, no, <laughs> but this this is the thing is we... we um, mm. I mean, when when we start talking about like microaggressions, yeah, which it's I suppose it, it sort of aligns with microaggressions, but not actually a microaggression, yeah. um, because it's it's quite sort of specific in the sense that um, you generally you're a victim, but you don't realise it until oh, you tend not to realise it yeah. until you're a little bit further down yeah. the road. You trivialise it, but you sort of think, am I? Initially, for anyone who's in that position, whether it's personally or at work, you would probably question yourself first, which is the whole intention of it, obviously. But you would think, am I being a little bit too sensitive? You know, am I sort of looking at this, what is class as banter and taking it a little bit, you know, to heart when I shouldn't be? Or, you know, am I imagining this whole situation and it's just me? 
or can I look around the office or in my personal life and see that that person's affecting other people? You wouldn't necessarily think, you know, to the fullest extent of the word, the word abuse, you mm. know, you wouldn't think of that, would you? You'd no, think, no. you'd internalize it first and think it's something I've done, which like I said, is the full intention of the person that's doing it in most cases. Some people do it and don't realize they do it. And that's another story, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so when what we're what we're really talking about is somebody turning around and um, calling you out. I mean, there's a there's a number there's a number of signs that we can use. Um, mm-hmm. Hearing persistent negative accounts of your performance, yeah. usually from the same person. Yeah. Uh, hearing you hear the gaslighter publicly saying negative things about you. Yeah. Uh, you hear negative, untrue gossip about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You find yourself questioning your perception of reality at work. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's that's in the work context. Yeah. The gaslighting can be in your personal personal oh, yeah. life as well. Yeah. Uh, the gaslighter belittles your emotions, efforts, or perceptions, and you're excluded from meetings or events relevant or required for your job. Oh, we've all so, been there. Yeah. yeah. So it might yeah. be somebody says, you didn't send me that report. You should, you, you didn't email, you didn't send that yeah. email when you know you did, but because they're, mm. they, this person might have influence. It's very important to remember this. When somebody's influential, it doesn't necessarily mean that they hold a position of influence. So it might be yeah, that you socially. were it's a manager or yeah. a boss, but it might be an influential other. Yeah. yeah? Someone so somebody, who's got that personality yeah, in the workplace. Certainly. Yeah. So if somebody's turning around and calling you out on something that you didn't do, usually because somebody turns around to them and says, why hasn't this been done? Yeah. They can turn around and say, well, you should have sent me that email. And you're sat there going, I did. I did. Yeah. But you can't say it. But again, you'll probably question yourself first because, yeah, you know, we joke about being, you know, like senior moments, so to speak, where you think, oh, why did I walk in this room and did I actually send that email? Um, and if you're quite a diligent person, I think, certainly from my own experience, I would chastise myself more because of my personality and obviously mm. my pre- uh, sort of profile I'm someone who likes to get everything boxed off mm-hmm. I, I always call it closing the boxes so I won't go home till the boxes are all closed and um, if there's a lid slightly open that makes me uncomfortable so if someone puts me in a position where I feel like I've not done those things it, it really affects me and I think I wouldn't generally miss the detail but if I have missed the detail, oh my word, I give myself such a hard time for it. Mm. So a gaslighter could have a field day on me and they have done in the past because they can see my personality. So they use that to my advantage, to their advantage. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not a nice position to be in, that's for sure. Not a nice position at all. And do you, do you want to sort of elaborate a little bit more on that? Because you sort of alluded yeah. to your, your experience in the workplace. Do you want to sort of elaborate on that a bit more? Yeah. So first off, what I would say is, you know, it's taken a long time for me to see it for what it was. I always think that these situations generally come from, you know, maybe one or two things. So one is um, jealousy in the workplace. So someone can look at you and see attributes that you've got that, you know, they feel in their opinion, put them at risk. So, you know, you might have joined a job as as an example and you're really capable, you're probably more capable of them and, um, at certain things. So they feel that you, you know, they like to, they want to unstabilize you from the beginning um sometimes it's a disagreement so you'll have a disagreement with someone and straight away their kind of you know opinion of you is negative therefore they want to control that situation again and it might even be socially you know externally or at work where you're <laughs> almost the ringleader a little bit without even trying you're just that you know you're the party goer you're the person that gets everyone going and people don't like that and then there's this other thing of segmentation, which we spoke about, you know, siloed behavior. And sometimes work colleagues or particularly someone above you 
enjoys a situation where you're all separate because you can't have the joined up thinking and they can keep the control. And for me, I've experienced the, you know, from the top down sort of gaslighting where you're kind of made to question yourself a lot. Um, and I've also experienced it from colleagues as well. You know, if I've come into a new role and if you're full of energy and full of ideas and people initially, because they're very set in their ways, don't like that, you know, it, it can turn into gaslighting. So the, the experience I had initially was, and I didn't see it myself for years, was someone in line above me making me feel um, constantly like I wasn't doing my job or I wasn't capable of that job. Um, and, you know, initially I sort of, gave myself a hard time thinking right I need to get up to standard or I need to change my personality or I need to change my approach um and it was the kind of behaviors where you know exactly as you said I wasn't cc'd on something and then I was blamed for something later or I'd be in a meeting and I'd go to talk and I was literally shot down straight away in front of everybody and there was jokes made about it um, some of it was about my ability. Some of it was about me being female, actually. I'm not going to lie. It was that, you know, that was the degree of separation there was. Um, but it also then spurted out to the rest of the team because it then became obvious to me after a while that it was happening to the other team members too. So they maybe wouldn't get it to the same extent as me, but they'd be taken to one side and their ego tickled a little bit. But I'm, but I'm here to support you as the manager, but don't rely on that person because they say this about you. And it went it went on for quite a long time. And, it, and I think what would have been quite transformational is if all of us had actually had a conversation about it, we'd have realized what was going on and actually realized our own, our own truth, which we'll come to. You know, we are very, very good at our jobs, but we'd have been even better if we'd have been collaborating. But for some reason, the person above us didn't like that because it was almost like creating a superpower as like the Avengers, if you like, yeah. you know, because then, you know, we, if we didn't like what was being said at the top, we'd feel like we had a voice and that person didn't want that. Mm. Um, but it certainly affected me massively. It still affects me today to a degree because I think we've had the conversation about, you know, how you can have this imposter syndrome sometimes and it creeps in maybe just when you're not in your best self um, and it, it takes a long time to kind of pull yourself out of it sometimes, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, it was, now that I look back at it, I think I would see the signs now. I think it's maybe because we talk about it more openly, yeah. but then someone would have said, oh, you're just accusing someone of, you know, disliking you or it being sexist even, which some of it was, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm a tough cookie, you know me. So I'll normally say what's right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't. So no. isn't it strange? It is. It is because, um, yeah. When when we start talking about people, when we start talking about people with influence, um, if it's a manager, then yeah, you've got to check yourself. It's because it's self preservation, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. you think to yourself, if I call this out while I see it, mm. that this might have dire consequences for my job. Yeah. But also, when we start thinking about people of influence and they're not a manager, you're thinking, well, do I call them out? But the thing is, these people are respected by everybody else. Yeah. That's why they're influencers. So they seem to be respected by yeah. everybody else. So by calling them out, am I marginalizing myself? Am I separating myself away from everybody yeah. else? So again, yeah. we're not yet, we're, we're looking at positioning in the organization. You need to be smarter with it because initially, you know, I mentioned this to you, it was a little bit like, um, throwing fuel on the fire the way I approached it because of my eight <laughs> yeah. I want to say it I would have said it very politely because yeah. of the two but I would have said look I'm not happy with this I don't agree with what you say but the more that I approached that in the early days and said I don't like this or I feel like and trying to do it in a you know a direct but personal manner um, it almost was like chucking gasoline on the fire so it become like Mount Etna in the end 
because you know that person just did not like that situation and you know what I would advise is there's a different approach to it and I think if I'd have thought about it back then I would have realized you can still be brave but you just have to do it in a different way Mm. and I think because I'm quite emotional internally not externally but internally um, I try to do it from the business perspective and, and approach it in that way. But because of the, the personality of the person that was doing it, um, it, it did feel like that. It was like, okay, the more I say, the worse it's going to get. And I think that's what puts a lot of people off calling people out. But there is a better way of dealing with it, I think. Right. So use it continuing with the fire analogy yeah. for all you for all you firefighters out there. We're looking Remove at the, something yeah, from the, the triangle. fire triangle rather than trying to put it, trying to extinguish it with fuel. Uh, we're going to yeah. remove something from the fire triangle, look yeah. at it from a slightly different perspective. Because it's a really interesting thing you say there, because um, when we start considering uh, our our gaslighter, uh, we, gaslighting is a favoured, or one of the favoured tools in the armoury of, of narcissists. Yeah. Uh, they, they, uh, it's not exclusively used no. by narcissists, but when we start talking about narcissists and when we start talking about gaslighters, they're charming. They yeah. are very because this is why because if they're if they're not charming if they're clumsy if they're a little bit of a blunt object then you get a little bit of confidence thinking well it's just that they're a grumpy sod yeah oh, blah 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 <laughs> yeah. but when they're charming when they're erudite when they're a bit of a bounder not Terry Thomas bounder <laughs> what a bounder <laughs> but but yeah so the, yeah that's that's the thing that gets you convinced because they're clever mm. because they're they're very sort of um sort uh, socially. Well, I won't say socially socially clever. Yeah, they're aware. Um, they, yeah. they they can. That's one of the things that's making you sort of question things. But as we said, with, with the narcissists particularly, they like to divide and conquer. Yeah. They like to keep people in those silos. They like to mm. keep people apart, so they can go up to one group of people and go them them over there. They said this and they did that and blah mm. blah 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 blah. And then that can irritate that group, and then they can go over to the other group. And, and that's the beauty because you keep all these people separate. As you said, if we'd have got together and talked about this, we'd have been able to probably identify what it was all about. However, because they're clever, they keep you apart. Mm. They keep these silos going and they act like some sort of um, emperor in a in a gladiatorial coliseum where they can just toy with you. They can yeah. play. They can right. Okay, because because again, they don't take you to breaking point, do they? Or they don't push you to to breaking point. No, you're just always on the edge of the cliff, and they're holding onto your belt almost. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, and they drop a, a nice little what did what did what word did you use affirmation? Yeah, a little affirmation yeah. in there to keep you because because again, if somebody's slagging you down all the time, you're going to get to a point where you're going to want to remove it. But if they sort of spot that point where you're going to remove yourself from a situation and start tempting you back in, yeah, holding they tickle your, belt, your ego. Yeah, just tickle enough, your ego. Give you a little yeah. bit of a rub. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Keep you happy. <laughs> Come back in. Yeah. Yeah, and it, so for that reason, it's important to remember there's you know there's different ways to approach that situation. So if anyone's listening and you know they, they're noticing a little bit of this in in what's happened to them and thought, well, yeah, but you know what can I actually do about it? I think it's really important to remember that like the fire with fire thing doesn't always work and definitely not chucking the fuel on the fire because you know like you say you'll end up with a volcano or a massive eruption so I think the best way to think about it is is to you know don't question yourself if you feel a certain way I always say this it's your truth so if it's Mm. in you doesn't matter what someone else thinks that's how that situation's making you feel isn't it so I think the first thing to do is to remember your truth So, you know, if you know you've got confidence in yourself and you know I do do my job well or I am a nice person at home or I do these things well, 
then don't forget that because ultimately, you know, you've worked hard on that to get yourself to that point. And in a work scenario, you're going to only go on the opinions of the person who can influence your situation. So of course, you're going to think, well, if my boss doesn't think much of me, then clearly I'm not doing a good job. But that's not always the truth. So what I would say with that is, is check yourself regularly. You know, Mm. do you feel that the things that you're setting out to do are being achieved? And make sure you're kind of keeping a note of all those things. So I think I mentioned in another conversation we're having about the, you know, wins of the week, you know, make sure that you're actually positively affirming your situation every week, but also document things. So Mm. if you're having conversations um, and you know you're having things asked of you or you've completed tasks and stuff make sure you're documenting that someone says something you're a bit unsure of or you hear a side conversation make a note of it now you might not want to do anything with that after a while because you might think right okay I've called it out the situation isn't as bad as I thought it was but if it starts to get to a point where you know it's like rolling a snowman it's you're collecting and collecting and collecting you know then there is a situation there it needs dealing with but You don't necessarily need to go straight to the source and call the situation out. You need to collect the data and be sure about what approach you want to take. Um, And I think that's the most important thing is thinking about that and thinking, how can I deal with the situation without having a massive head to head and calling in on help sometimes as well can help, you know, like the situation, another person on the outside, can't it? Um, We'll we'll take those two things, I think, and put them in our list of top tips for for gaslighting yeah we'll stick that stick them out know in, your in truth and, when, and make the notes yes yeah. I, I like that know your truth i, yeah. I, I like that yeah. definitely uh, when you're talking about documenting as well uh, we've had situations where people have actually rather than writing stuff down they've actually recorded conversations because yeah. again when when you've got the gaslighter turning around and saying i didn't say that you've got it you've yeah. got it recorded but the thing is you don't want to you don't again you don't want to fight fire with fire and turn you. around and say <laughs> i'm recording this conversation for the yeah. purposes of gathering evidence blah, blah. but you can turn around and say you know what you know how forgetful i, forget I am you things, keep yeah. telling me how forgetful i am you keep telling me i never do this so mm. just for, just to help me out can i record this or i'm, I'm yeah. going to record and this. if they don't like it then you'll see the change in their body you know yeah. their body language won't you and yeah. that'll tell you all you need to know and yeah I think it's quite commonplace now that people record stuff. I do it to myself. I make little voice notes to myself sometimes, particularly if I'm in a, a crazy place, like in the car and I have an idea. So I don't think it's, you know, uncommon. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is just take notes or, you know, you don't need to orchestrate it so it looks like you've got, you know, a member of the union with you, but you can have someone there with you that you can bring in as an advisor to sort of be involved in that conversation, take the notes, repeat it back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's been agreed and all those things, or even better, if you think that perpetrator, that gaslighter, um, you know, maybe doesn't even realize they're doing it because, yeah. you know, you will get a situation like that from time to time, then say, great, I'm really glad we've had this conversation. I've made my own notes, but do me a favor. Can you put that all in bullet point form with a little bit more detail, send it to me because you know what I'm like, I'm probably going to forget some of those things. Mm. And if you want to pick the top three that you want me to work on next week, because quite often you're set up to fail, aren't you? Yeah. So they'll say they've said something and they haven't, or they'll give you a list of 27 million things to do, knowing you can do two of those in the time you've been given um and you know that then amounts to seagull management but we're going to come to that later (laughs) so yeah so like you know find a way of almost calling them out without calling them out and i think i think by demonstrating this confidence and this strength of confidence this is probably going to influence the um the the gaslighter into thinking right maybe this isn't the person i need to gaslight because if you're if you've got 
T's crossed, I's dotted, everything nailed down, belt and braces. Mm. There's very, very little. And again, gathering evidence, doing recordings, getting independent witnesses and things like that, it minimises their chance of being able to exploit you. And if you're confident, you're going to be less typical. It's, it's going to be typically less for you to to doubt yourself. Yeah, because mm. doubt's the worst thing, isn't it? I think mm. for a lot of people, psychological safety is a big thing. Yes. And they don't won't realize that terminology, perhaps, but it is about, you know, when you walk into work, you know, do you feel safe that you can say what you want to say? And, you know, the people around you. Now, don't get me wrong, you're not going to walk into every workplace and say, do you know what? I like everybody. You know, I always say there's people you work with and you have a coffee with at work and there's people that you'll go out and you'll go, do you know what? I go for a pint with them afterwards, you know, mm. and there's always going to be that divide, isn't there? So mm. you're not ever going to get it prepped. We're quite lucky here, but in big workplaces, it's difficult, isn't it? Mm. So I think as long as you can find that balance of psychological safety, but I guess that takes it into the next stage. So we've been talking predominantly more about bosses there mm. and, you know, that kind of hierarchy and, mm. um, you know, looking for support. But if it's in the middle ranks or even below you trying to undermine you, it can be a little bit more difficult, can't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Did you say that you rec- make, make little voice notes to yourself? Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with it. I, couldn't, I can't do amazing. that. <laughs> you are going to do amazing things today. <laughs> I can't do that because I think I sound like Cary Grant. But when, <laughs> but when I actually listen to it back, I yeah. sound like some of Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah, no, I think sometimes, I'll I, I tell you the reason why. I think um, in I think I realised in one of the cars I had that I could press a button and it would do it for me on my phone because oh, I had wow. a connection. So when I was driving along and I had like a four-hour drive to go to a meeting or something, sometimes I just have these amazing ideas and I'm very, very, I wouldn't answer them like a text message when I'm driving it, so I used to have it all connected so it was an easy way for me to go right s- instead of writing a note or stopping and writing mm. notes I'll just make myself a voice note yeah um and sometimes I do have a laugh back to myself because I will say do do remember today to Tracy to not be a twat to everybody <laughs> you know um but I think it works for me and sometimes it'll be just I've come out of a situation and I can be a bit like feet first I'll, because I see it as it is mm. I have to be really conscious and pull it back a bit. I think, pick your moments. So I then will come out of the meeting and I'll either make a note or a voice note saying, remember to go back and have a chat to that person. Mm. Not about not dealing with the situation, Mm. but it might be just the wrong time for something. Um, And, you know, as an eight, you know that we can be quite, (laughs) that's quite a common trait of a number eight um, because we just want to get it done. So yeah, it helps. Definitely. That's reminded me of something. That's Do you know what the secret of comedy is? Timing. <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So um we've talked about the the um the gaslighter. We sort yeah. of sort of start putting a bit of a picture in our brain as to not necessarily what they look like, but how yeah. they act, how they respond and react, mm-hmm. how they uh treat people, how they communicate with people, how mm-hmm. they make people feel. Yeah. Um so so let's sort of consider now that that might be a typical gaslighter, but when we start talking about gaslightees, because you mentioned earlier on that you're an eight. When yeah. we start talking about unconscious motivators, you're strong and self-reliant. Yeah. Uh, and, and and this does sort of transpire into sort of being forthright, uh, unambiguous, yes. Uh, yes, yes. and quite sort of people love that lack of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like straight talking and things like that. So yeah. um, w- one of the traits of an eight tends to be the, the capability of actually saying it, what needs to be said. Yeah. yeah. However... You're also very mindful of the situation you were in and yeah. the consequences of 
what would what what potential consequences if you had called it out? Yeah. So you didn't. No, but interestingly enough, this actually backs up a lot of the things we say, particularly about our print numbers, because yeah. I'm a eight high and mm. a two high. All right. So my two is the whole humanistic side of things yeah. and caring about, you know, to a degree what people think. And it can actually be a little bit of a war between an eight and a two, can't mm. it? So I think that, you know, I would have thought to myself, questioned myself first because I'm a deep thinker, but I would have also thought about how that might affect the team, you know, as a whole, if I sort of drop the grenade in the office and say, right, I'm not happy about that situation. So, but I do think that, you know, it, it, there's not someone who's more susceptible than others, in my opinion, because if if me as the most strong and self-reliant person in that group was affected, mm. then essentially it's more about the situation than the actual person, isn't mm. it? So if someone's new to a business, you could say they might be more susceptible, mm. but you could equally say that actually because they've got a different lens on, they might not be. They might mm. actually see it for what it is and call it out straight away. Um, it could be someone who's setting their ways at work. You know, they're very you know, no growth mindset there, just doing the thing. And people think, right, I don't like that. This company's going somewhere. I'm going to break them down if you like. So I don't think there's anything that's kind of like, that stands out like you say. It's a little bit like the gaslighter, you know, would they have a certain hat on? Absolutely not. I think everybody's different. Um, And I actually think there is some truth in the fact that lots of people won't have realized they've done the gaslighting themselves. Mm. Because all it takes is for you to come in on a bad day and be in shadow and say, you know, someone's left their cup on the desk, right? Something really pathetic. Mm. And you make a, a throwaway comment to three, four people in that office about that person. And it then escalates to, yeah, and he left his plate there yesterday. And, and, you know, this is just a stupid situation. But it escalates into that little bubble of, you know, basically calling him out in front of a group of people. And before you know it, there's something else he's done that day and it's become a little bit of a witch's cauldron, mm. you know. And whatever way you look at it, that will then affect the conversation afterwards with that individual or that situation. So it's not necessarily, right, I'm going to stop that person getting, um, you know, the promotion he deserves, or it can be very, very silly situations. Just as soon as that person walks back in the office, they're going to feel a shift in the atmosphere, aren't they? Um, So you don't even try to gaslight there, but you did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's not about having a squawk, because you can have a squawk from time to time. Yes. But have a squawk at the person. Yeah. Don't, don't just have a squawk at everyone else, <laughs> you know. Cool. All right. So uh, with four minutes to go, yeah, I think we ought to sort of take some of the stuff that we've been talking about and sort of assemble a, a sort of top five tips or a top four tips or whatever. Yeah. T2 tips. We'll, we won't number them. We'll give T2 tips <laughs> for uh, gaslighting or dealing with gaslighters because that's another thing as well. Just, just flicking back to a conversation we had, we've been on this on the internet where people are encouraging it. Oh, my word, yeah. You know, if you want to get one over your colleague, yeah. here's your top five tips for basically messing them around. Yeah. You know, I couldn't believe that. I literally nearly fell off my chair when I saw that. It's like a, a professional development course. And I think, oh, my word. But, yeah, I mean, I can see where people's brain might go if they're one of the, you know, the kind of people who are like, by any means possible, mm. I will get this. Yeah. You know, so if you've got no humanistic traits. It's a bit like sort of sitting back and going, right, I want to be a successful business person. I know, I'll watch The Apprentice and learn from that. Oh, no, you word, won't. my word. You'll learn what not to do on that, <laughs> won't you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so one one of the things that you said earlier on was document and recording evidence. Yeah. Uh, so um, even, even the down. littlest bits yeah. and pieces, just, yeah. So making sure that you've got it down, whether it's recorded or whether it's written down. Yeah. Um, 
it might be that um, you might have to be a little bit surreptitious. So if you're receiving emails, because you can turn around to the gaslighter and Just say, all those things, can you yeah. put it, can you can you send it to me in email? Yeah. They might deny it later on, but if you've put it in a folder or if you've BCC'd it onto yeah. somebody else, an independent person, yeah. then they can call you out and say, you never, I never said that to you. You can turn around and go, well, they've got their email as well. Absolutely. That, you might not you, even you have to use the data because you might, you know, gather data and actually realize it isn't what it is and you can deal with the situation but either way i don't think it's a bad thing i've always had that you know protect your own backside basically yeah um one thing one that i i I thought of be direct if you can if you can't be indirect so yeah bearing in mind we're not saying that all these people all these amiable people out there they're not going to call people out about things because they're amiable people you've got to be authentic haven't you yeah so if it is your boss talk to your co-workers yeah if it's your co-workers talk to your boss yeah. yeah find find you know something that works to sort of get a second opinion without stirring the pot basically yeah, yeah. 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 and you've got to again trust when we start talking about so um about so um psychological safety oh, yeah. that's difficult for me to say psychological <laughs> it's safety is establishing <laughs> trust yeah um and making sure that just because because not everybody's a gaslighter not everybody's no. out to get you don't have nightmare kids <laughs> <laughs> don't, be, don't be locking yourself in the office and drawing the blinds. It's not We're everybody. all under our desks most days. No, <laughs> but no. yeah, t- t- there's people out there who, who might see it the same. And if yeah. you can collaborate with people, break down those yeah. silos and talk to people and listen to what they've got to say, you might find that you're not the only one. Yeah, sometimes it's just breaking through and having a, a conversation with someone else you think might be in that bubble because they're probably feeling the same as you, aren't they? Yeah. So rather than going in there, like I say, stirring the cauldron, just have a very direct conversation in a very friendly manner. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So now with a matter of seconds left on the clock. Good. <laughs> Happy with that. Yeah. Good chat. <laughs> Good <old> chat. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. Really enjoyed that. You're welcome. Uh, we'll Thank be you. back uh, very soon with another T2 Hubcast. So until then, bye-bye. <laughs>